Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. And this time, uh, I have the, been blessed with the opportunity to introduce a wonderful uh, pastor, Pastor Caitlin. She's going to come up and uh, give us a word for 2021. Well, thank you guys. You guys did a wonderful job. I love you guys. Don't laugh. I do. Okay, hold on. I got all my stuff. I always got handfuls of stuff. Well, how are you guys doing this morning? Good. Good. I just have to look all the way around the room because I want to see all your beautiful faces. Well, this morning we're going to continue talking about faith. We're talking about crazy faith, but before we can get uh, crazy, we have to start with baby faith. Everybody say baby faith. If you see, it's on the screen there. (laughs) Baby faith. And so baby faith uh, is, it sounds kind of boring, doesn't it? Crazy faith sounds like, oh, that's exciting. Like, let's part the Red Sea and we can see Nemo as we, as we uh, walk through, you know. Uh, But baby faith sounds like nobody wants to regress and be a baby again, right? You're like, ah. like babies, but don't want to be one, right? Most people are like, men are especially like, I'm not a baby, I'm a macho man, right? So we're talking about baby faith tonight, today. So I really didn't put together a, a recap, which I should have, because we it's been a few, few weeks. Did anybody get to um, watch online with us last week for Sabbath Sunday? Anybody? We talked about um, some of the things that we're believing God for and having crazy faith for this year. Uh, A lot of them had to do with uh, here our building because we still haven't haven't finished rebuilding from uh, a couple floods, hurricanes. Uh, But we are excited. We even had a crazy faith offering. um, And we are believing with you. We've read each and every one of your crazy faith offering cards and online that you've submitted. And we're believing God and standing with you that you are going to see what you're believing for. You're going to see God come through in, in every situation, every circumstance. He's good. He's so good, right? We've been talking about faith and we've been talking about before that we talked about his grace and he is so good. His grace is so so wonderful, is it not? It's so wonderful. And so you have to kind of, you have to kind of, um, as we move forward, we're talking about faith. And then we talk about other things, other Bible basics. Remember the other things that we've built upon. It's the same God. <laughs> it's not different gods. <laughs> it's not, um, he's not, God is not bipolar. <laughs> He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't change his, his love for us doesn't change. 
Um, so just remember that as we, as we go uh, forward. Let me see if I can pull this up. So we'll, I'll, just, I'll just recap for you. We talked about living life out on the limb. We talked about um, putting your full weight on God's promises, on what he has promised in his word that he's already done in his word. He's told us that we already have these things, right? Healing, prosperity, salvation, deliverance. We have a covenant with him, a blood covenant. We talked about um, faith. Faith's definition is complete trust in something that you can't prove. I can't prove because I can't see God, but I have complete trust in him and in his, in his word. And then crazy. <laughs> what is crazy? Not mentally sound normally. Uh, they say that doing the same thing over and over again, that's crazy. Expecting different results, crazy. <laughs> but crazy faith, our definition for crazy faith is thoughts and actions that lack reason, but trusting fully in what you cannot explicitly prove. And so today we're going to talk about baby faith because we have to have baby faith before we have crazy faith. And any faith might be crazy to some people, right? <laughs> some people think faith at all is crazy. You're crazy. You can't see it. Why would you believe in it? But we have to start with baby faith, right? So our, our motto, our um, mission here is to love God, to love people, and to lead well. And so I think that when we're talking about faith, we're going to talk about having faith in God. We're going to talk about having faith in people, and we're going to talk about having faith for miracles. And I think those things go along with our mission very well because I think that loving people would be having faith in them, right? And would be uh, believing the best of them. That's love, right? Loving God, we have to have faith in God. You have to have faith that he is a good father, and that helps you love him more, right? <laughs> and then leading well, we have to lead ourselves well before we can lead others well, right? Yes? <laughs> and so every one of you here is a leader, even if you just lead yourself. And so if you say, oh, I'm never going to be a leader. I'm not a leader. I'm not a leader. I'm not a leader. Nope, that's not me. It's not true because you're already a leader. You're leading yourself. You're leading yourself. And then if you have family, you're leading your family. If you're a husband, you're probably leading your wife. And if you're not, we're going to get there. <laughs> And you have to lead, and then you partnership. That's what, that's what it is with the Lord. You partner with the Lord, and he helps you lead. He helps you lead yourself. There's, there's even, oh, man, I love this verse. I never can remember where it is. It's great. Uh, but talking about how he helps you do his will. Like, he, you need that empowerment by his spirit to do what he's asked you to do. So he, it is a partnership. It's absolutely a partnership. So faith in God. I want us to have faith in God that comes, uh, becomes so planted in us that when waves and life and issues come up, that we don't move. That if, 20, if 2021 turns out to be worse than 2020, that it's not going to move us. That we're not, we're going to say, look, we've prepared for this. <laughs> we're not moving. We're not going to move. We're standed 
standed. We're planted and we're standing in him. And then I want to have I want us to have faith in people that would be so optimistic and so hopeful that people won't even recognize because people are so we're so sometimes people as a group just people in general are so they hold grudges, right? We hold grudges, we get offended. We're not going to trust those people anymore. But we need to have faith in people. I mean, Jesus did say forgive, right? 70 times 7. Um, that's, not, that's not forever. That's like an ongoing thing. That's not just 70 times 7 for your whole life. That's every day, <laughs> every hour. <laughs> and so you have to have faith in people. And then we're going to have faith for miracles. God's greatest miracles were not done in the Bible days. I am, uh, I'm positive. Because in John 14, 12, it says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works will he do. And do you know what works he did? I mean, just some of them, he turned water into wine. That was his first one. That was a pretty, I mean, that's pretty cool. If, I mean, if nothing else, that's awesome. But then he, he quieted the storm. He walked on the water. He healed blind men and lame men. He raised the dead. <laughs> he pulled tax money out of a fish's mouth. <laughs> Anybody want to do that? <laughs> he fed 5,000 several times with leftovers. So when he says the works, Jesus, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works, what do you think greater works means? What is greater works? <laughs> greater works, right? And so I don't think that we have as a church, as church just in general, uh, I don't think that we've sold out to this idea of, crazy faith, having crazy faith, doing greater works. And I think, man, it's really, okay, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get ahead of myself. I'm going to get there. But we haven't sold out to this idea of crazy faith, to, of greater works, doing greater works. So you have to start with baby faith. Crazy faith is a result of people exercising baby faith daily. So in Matthew, the disciples were laying hands on people that Jesus had commissioned them to go out. They are laying hands on people and they had seen healings before. They were seeing healings. They were uh, casting out demons. And a father brings a demon-possessed son to them and they can't cast this demon out. And so... Uh, <laughs> The father says, uh, take me to your leader. <laughs> you guys can't, can't get this done. <laughs> and so they bring the father and the son back to Jesus. And he's, the disciples asked Jesus, why couldn't we do it? And he said, you have such little faith. And these people actually walked with Jesus. They ate meals with Jesus. They saw Jesus on a daily basis. They, <laughs> they got to be taught by Jesus every day. 
They lived with him. They were partners, partnered with him. They were his disciples, which they were uh, students. That's basically what it is, students. And so he said, you have such little faith. If you would have had the faith like a mustard seed, <laughs> and that's so little, right? Like I could fit a mustard seed in between my fingers real easy. If I threw mustard seeds at you, you probably wouldn't notice. <laughs> it wouldn't be a big deal because they're so small. If you have faith like a mustard seed, and I can just imagine Jesus looking around and saying, you could move this mountain if you have faith like a mussel seed. And so all crazy faith starts with baby faith, with little faith. And we all have been given a measure of faith. And what we have to do is we have to use that faith like a muscle. Right? And so many times we want to we want to use that muscle. We want to lift something that we haven't been conditioned for. Have you ever been? Okay, so this is great because this is uh, New Year's resolutions, right? Anybody gone back to the gym yet? <laughs> Anybody made that New Year's resolution? I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to, I'm going to get this done. Well, you know, you always go in with some, some big, uh, your head's bigger than your arms, <laughs> And you, you want to go and lift this certain weight, and you can't lift it because you haven't been conditioned for it. You haven't lifted smaller weights before you went to the big weight. <laughs> I can't go in the gym right now and go lift 150 pounds. I just can't do it. <laughs> and so same with faith. We have to condition. We have to um, use our faith as a muscle, and we have to walk in it daily. Right, And so we walk in salvation. Sometimes most of us, well, hopefully all of us, walk in salvation because we've used our faith for that and we're saved. And hopefully all of us walk in grace <laughs> because that he, that's given to us. Sometimes we don't, we don't fully walk in it. But we don't actually exercise the muscle of faith enough. I'm going to just say we don't because I feel like Half the time, I forget to forget to forget. I just forget. I just don't think about it. We make our own plans, right? <laughs> we figure it out on our own. That's what makes us responsible adults, right? We figure it out. You have to pay your bills. You figure it out, right? And so we want to believe God for this huge, huge thing in our lives but we can't even believe God for a common cold, or we don't even try, right? And so when we, we just, I think we forget sometimes that his cross is just not a cute decoration that comes from a Hobby Lobby. <laughs> it's not something that we just put around our neck or hang on our wall or wear on our earrings or, <laughs> or, have on Easter, you know, have it up there on the stage. But it was the cross where he died. He was bruised and beaten for all our iniquities, our infirmities. It's a bloody cross. 
people, especially I feel like Americans, we really, we make Christmas, we make Easter these very clean things. And they're both not as very clean as we think, right? Birth, not a clean thing. I've been there. It's not very clean. And the cross and those stripes on his back that he was beaten for our healing. We were healed. He took those stripes upon his back for our healing. And so he already did it. So it's available now. And so we have to take hold of that in faith. And all it takes is a mustard seed of faith. We have to not doubt in our heart. That's what it... So we need to, I need to, I don't know, you guys can, uh, can uh, decide if you need to as well, but I know that I need to start consistently living in baby faith and building and building and building that muscle and asking God, like, teach me, show me. Um, so let's go to Matthew 18.1. This is, a, this is a fun one. The disciples were fun. I just think they were just fun people. Also, they were very real, just like you and me. Very real. Because which, which one of us would ask this question? <laughs> About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Like, wh- where did they get this question from anyway like were they talking and being like well did you see what I did yesterday like where did they come these kids (laughs) and Jesus called a little child to him and he put the child among them and then he said I tell you the truth unless you turn from your sins and become like little children humbling yourself you will never get into the kingdom of heaven it wasn't even you're not going to be very great it was that you can't even get into the kingdom of heaven So if anybody who comes as humble as this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trusts in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned. (laughs) That's a little deep. (laughs) No pun intended. But (laughs) what he's saying is that we have to become like children. We have to become humble, not wanting to be the greatest in the kingdom, but also that these little children, they they trusted in him completely. That's what kids do, right? How many of you guys have children? Most of you, a lot of you. If you have kids, they normally trust adults. They trust their parents. They trust that you're going to do what you say that you're going to do. And so whenever I asked my parents about something, I didn't think about it again. Right? You're not worrying about it. You're not like, oh, are they really going to do that? Until 
until or unless I needed to remind them of a promise that they made, like, hey, you said. (laughs) And so just this beautiful analogy and this beautiful picture of childlike faith, where we trust the Lord so much that we believe and take him at his word and we stand on it and we don't, we don't worry about it anymore. We, don't, we, don't, we barely give it a second thought unless we need to remind him, hey, you said in your word, <laughs> you said in your word and, and he's there, he, he's, gonna, he's gonna reply. But one of the things that really got to me here is that, and I, and I just saw this as I was reading, As adults, we can, we can really just fall into trusting ourselves, right? We can really fall into, it's just, we're going to figure it out. And we kind of, we kind of push that on other people sometimes. And so whenever it says, if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, well, that reminded me of another scripture, if I have it in here. Oh, Lord, hope it. hopefully I do. I'll find it. That talks about whenever you are not in faith, it's sin. And so if you put, if you, it's Romans 14, 23. Yeah, okay. Don't you love the Google. I just like it because it helps me find things. 1423. For whatever is not of faith is sin. 1423. And so just thinking about this in that way made me rethink how I respond to people, right? Because I don't want to cause somebody who has childlike faith in the Lord to fall into sin and to not have faith. And if you don't have faith, one, you can't please God, and one, you're, you're into sin. That's crazy. The Lord is... I love the Bible. And so childlike faith is the ability to trust God at his, at his word, at his word. And so having baby faith is what he's asked us to do, right? He's asked us to have childlike faith, to be like children that take him at his word as a heavenly father. And when you plan your whole life without him, you don't really trust him. If you have your whole life planned out, you don't trust him. If you've got... I'm not saying savings are bad, but if you have everything that you ever, ever need and you never take risks and you, and you hold on to money so tightly, you're not trusting him. Money is a tool, and he wants you to have money, but he doesn't want money to have you because the love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself. Money is a tool, and it can be a great tool for the kingdom. Hello. 
And so I think a lot of us say like, hey, if God was really listening, I would be doing this, or I would be married, I would have a husband, or I've had a, I would have a wife, or I would be out of debt, or I'd have money to do this. But we have planned our life out exactly how we want it, and have we listened or asked him what, what does he want? What are his good plans? What are the works that he, good works that he's planned for us? What is our purpose in life? Have we asked him that? <laughs> it's just a question you guys can answer on your own. Um, but kids, they trust in the provider of the house. They don't worry about the lights. They don't say, hey, God, is this in the budget? Is Or dad, is this in the budget? Um, are the lights going to go off? Are they going to stay on? And so having faith in our father. And so I just want to take a side trail just for a second. Because if you've had hurt or trauma from someone who was supposed to take care of you in your past or provided for you, that could skew your view of your heavenly father. And so God right now is asking you to take him off of human standards and release what those people did to you and allow him to be your father. And to be a father who is going to walk with you through every trial and through every heartache, through everything. He's going to be there when he said he's going to be there. He's going to, all his promises are yes and amen. But if you don't believe in him because of something someone else did, you're going to miss out. So you can't have faith in something that you don't believe in. And God is not pushy. He wants you to live your best life, right? He wants you to live the life that he sees and planned for you. But he's not pushy. He's not going to push you to do anything. So you have to choose to take him off, to take him off those human standards, to forgive and let go of those people who have hurt you, and to have faith in him and let him be your father. Okay, so my point today it's just going to be faith in God comes first, okay? So we have to have faith in God. That's, that's a very big deal. <laughs> Maybe you have a good faith in people. You have faith in people. You love people, but you don't have faith in God. That's why we're starting there. We're going to start with that. You have to believe that it's God's will for you to be healed, to, be, to prosper, to be delivered, to live a life of, more, uh, of abundance, that's what he said he came for, for you to live a life abundantly. And if you don't believe it, then you won't expect it. And if you don't expect it, then you're not going to hope for it. And if you don't hope for it, then there's no fuel for your faith because faith is the thing, right? Yes, the substance of things hoped for. So many of us have stopped hoping, and so we don't get disappointed. Because as adults, it's just... Just life. Life is hard. We know that. We live in a fallen world, a world full of sin. And so as adults, we've kind of lost our childlike faith. <laughs> we've got to get back there. Because as adults, we've seen sickness. We've seen disease. We've seen heartache and tragedy and death and we've seen poverty, and we've seen hatred, and we've seen evil. We've seen all of these things because we live in this fallen world. 
So we have to get back to that childlike faith. I know that whenever my mom was sick, I feel like, (laughs) and I feel like I've done this several times, which I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm always going to be transparent. I do not have it all together. Um, Hopefully you don't think I do because you're wrong. (laughs) I don't have it all together. Um, I'm not perfect. Um, But when my mom was sick and other times, sometimes I realized that I wouldn't have faith for things because I didn't want to end up being disappointed in God. And I felt like I would be disappointed and bitter. So I would just choose to not have faith. (laughs) Or, Or I would just, I would have faith, but then I knew that there was doubt in there. And I chose not to deal with that because I didn't want it to end up in a disappointment because it didn't end up looking like I wanted it to look up, look like. Because I can't, I couldn't control what happened to my mom. All the faith in the world, she had to be the one because she's responsible for her own life, right? We're all responsible for our own life. Like I said, we lead ourselves. So you can lead yourself into faith in God, or you can leave yourself into faith in something else. And that thing might not be good. <laughs> and so, as people, I know I can't be the only one who does this. And maybe you have had faith, and you felt like you had faith, you had faith, you had faith, and it did, you did get disappointed by something. Maybe you did get let down. Maybe you did get bitter and angry at God. But you, it's not God. He didn't let you down. It wasn't him. There are so many things in this world, so many moving parts, and we're responsible for only ourselves. We can't, if someone else passes away, We can't be responsible for them. And I'm not saying that to to judge or to put somebody down, because we talked about this a little bit last time. Not saying that at all. Because if you you can have faith in one area and not have faith in another area. You can have faith for prosperity or for finances, but you can have no faith for healing. And so I just want to encourage you guys to first lead yourself. Have faith in God. And I'm going to tell you how to work on that in a minute. <laughs> but when we stop hoping so that we don't get disappointed is what I, I that's, that was something for me. Then we stop expecting and we stop believing and we don't have faith. And now God has a bunch of empty, hollow Christians sitting in church who don't even have the one thing that pleases him, which is faith. So we're sitting in in church and we can't even please him because we're not living a life of faith. Hebrews 11.6, and it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Just trying to give you some scripture to put down. So you know I'm not just, you know, riffing. 
So a lot of people are going to heaven, but right now they're living in hell because they won't have faith for anything that is in the word except for salvation. And so your eternity is secure because you had faith for salvation, but you don't have faith to walk into your purpose and into the good works that he planned for you because you don't believe he'll hold you up through those. You don't believe, or, or it's too scary, or, you know, what if he calls me to Africa or something? You know, you, <laughs> that was always the big one, like, oh, I don't know if I can surrender to God, because what if he calls me to Africa or, or to another country? Like, I don't want to leave my family. I don't want to do this. But God's purpose and his plan for you is going to be much more fulfilling, incredible, <laughs> It's going to take you places and fill you up in ways you never even understood you could be filled up. And so walk in faith. We don't want to get stuck where we have no faith for the purposes and the plans that God had has for us, where we're just stuck in just salvation. I'm just saved. I'm just going to heaven. No, he, there's so much more for us. There's so much more. So in Mark 11, 12 and through 14, uh, I like this verse because it's kind of relatable. The next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. <laughs> I, like, I like that because I'm hungry too sometimes. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of hungry right now, actually. Me and Jesus, we have something in common. He noticed a fig tree. Uh, uh, in full leaf a little way off, so he went to see if he could find any fig newtons. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Jesus was hangry. <laughs> this is my version of it, not the, not the Bibles. <laughs> he was hangry. He needed a Snickers. And he said, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And he cursed the tree, and the disciples heard him say it. And the, probably, the disciples were probably like, you need to eat. Come on, let's go. <laughs> so they just kept going into town. They went on ahead. The next morning, when they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered, and Jesus, uh, Peter remembered what Jesus had said and exclaimed, look, Rabbi, the fig tree you curse has withered and died, like in shock. Like Jesus is like, really? I know. I told it. I, I, I said it. It was going to happen. But Peter was like shocked, you know. And then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. He was like, come on, guys. <laughs> I tell you the truth. Here he goes again with the mountain. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen, but you must really believe in your heart and have no doubt. And I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. But when you're praying, I'll, I'll get to that one in a minute. And so our responsibility, this is our, we, we just talked about our responsibility, Right? It's our responsibility to walk in faith, to lead ourselves, to bolster our faith in God. And so, anybody know that song? I know breakthrough is coming. Y'all know that song? <laughs> See a miracle. Okay, so we're all singing that song in church, right? Or in our car. We're excited. We're excited. But a lot of us don't take the faith that we feel while we're singing that song or while we're in church or while we're at Freedom Crusade revival, or while we're uh, at a praise worship meeting, we don't take that 
and hold on to it and take it out to our workplaces or to our other atmosphere. We keep it in this atmosphere and you feel, you feel the corporate anointing. You feel the faith built, right? And you get excited, but then you leave out of here and you're just like, I know, breakthrough is coming. But church is the huddle, right? Church meetings, church services are the huddle, but we have the responsibility to go and run the play. So I know, I know my dad, he really doesn't like songs that talk about God fighting our battles for us. <laughs> he gets real frustrated because he said, Jesus already fought the battle and he sat down <laughs> and now you have a responsibility as a Christian, as a Christ follower <laughs> to run the play, to do what you've been told in the word. You have a responsibility. So if you know the play, then you need to run it, right? If you have the faith, you need to live it. If you believe it, you need to live it, right? And so either God is our provider or he's not. We have to decide and we have to live it. And either he's our healer or he's not. We need to make a decision and live it. (laughs) So we need to run the play. We need to do the things because it's our responsibility. We can't just come into church because if we know a breakthrough is coming, but guess what? It's our responsibility to live it out, to stand on the word and to stand in faith that the breakthrough is here. It's now. It's coming. It's our, It's not even coming. It's here. It's been paid for. Your healing's been paid for. He said he's a provider. He's going to provide for you. All, he said, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And so it's already been done. It's already been done. That's in there. You can, you can look it up. I don't have the scripture this time. Sorry. But sometimes we think the things that we want to have faith for are below God's care meter, right? We're like, Okay, so Brother Joe has cancer. We can pray for that. But um, I stubbed my toe. I can't pray for that. But that's not true. God cares about all the things, little, big to little. I, I ran across, I, well, I didn't ran across, run across it. It came to my, to, the spirit gave to me. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> but Philippians 4, 6 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. And so to me, I'm thinking like, if I'm worrying about something, I need to pray about it and have faith for it and let it go. (laughs) Because if I'm worried, it doesn't matter what it is. If I'm worried about it, if I'm, if I'm struggling with it, I'm going to, I need to let it go. I need to give it to the Lord. I need to he said he's going to take care of me. He's going to provide for me. So what I'm, what I'm, why am I worried? Who is my provider? Am I my provider? Is my husband my provider? <laughs> or is it the Lord? <laughs> is it the Lord that's my provider? Is he going to meet all my needs? Whenever he says, I can, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe you've received it, it will be yours. Is that a lie? Did he say that you can only believe for uh, certain things? Did he say you can only believe if it's 78 degrees outside? Did he give stipulations to that? And I'm not saying your heart doesn't need to be right and you can 
pray evil things or something. I don't know. I just, people take things and run with them. But I'm saying that he didn't put stipulations on it. He didn't say, only if you, your bank account's below $50 can you believe for financial, <laughs> only if you don't have this much saving. Like, he doesn't put limits on that. He loves you and he wants you to prosper. And that looks different for everybody. Right? And it's going to grow as you grow, as your family grows, as you meeting the kingdom needs grows. Those things all, he's going he's gonna to provide. And so, and, I don't, and I'm not trying to preach a prosperity message that's like, you know, people have been really against that in the last, what, 10 years, I guess. <laughs> I'm not saying, hey, give a seed and you're going to get $12,000 back. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the Lord is going to provide whatever your needs are. So if, you're, if someone's in India and they need a bike, God can provide that bike. If they need a job, he can provide that job. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, he's going to provide in every situation. Every situation. And so, yes, we should be praying for healing for cancer, for Brother Joe or whoever, whenever someone's in the hospital. Yes, the elders are supposed to lay hands. Yes, we're supposed to do those things. But now, it's the right time to use our faith when, we're, uh, when it's raining really hard and we're in a parking lot and we can't find a parking space. <laughs> You, you don't think that, that God cares about little things like that? I think he cares about little things like that. I've used my faith for parking spaces for years. And I just hope there's, then I'm like, oh, there must, if I don't have a parking space, I'm like, there must be other Christians believing God for parking spaces that were here before me, <laughs> right? But let me just give you another story. Okay, this is kind of silly. Okay, so me and Andrew, there's a couple stories. I can't. I'm going to tell you this one. <laughs> Me and Andrew, we wanted to go away for Valentine's Day. Not really long. Like, okay, calm down, sir. Um, for, I think, a couple years ago. Probably right before McKenna was born. Let's just not get into that. But, uh, <laughs> not, <laughs> okay, calm down, please, sir. Can you just, shh, okay. Um, so, we were believing, I said, look, okay, I don't have the money to do it. I don't want to put more on my credit card. I'm not trying to get into debt. That's not what the Lord wanted me to do in the Bible anyway. So working on that. <laughs> but I was saying like, Lord, can you please provide money so that we can go out to eat? We can go for a night away. It doesn't have to be any, any, anywhere far. And so we really were kind of like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that we were, we put it out there. We were like, Lord, you can make a way where there seems to be no way. <laughs> and so I actually, there's a site called Unsplash, and it's a site for free photo downloads, basically. So people upload really high-resolution photos there. You can use them for free for whatever. So people can use them for big companies, can use them for advertising, whatever you want to do. So I just, I had uploaded some photos there, um, it's just fun to kind of like share photos that are just sitting on your computer with the world. It's kind of, it's interesting. But um, I had uploaded some photos and a lady, they're, they're absolutely free. There's no strings attached, nothing. But a lady actually emailed me because you have your info on there. And she said, hi, I'm with such and such ad agency. And I want to, um, I want to pay you for this photo that you have on Unsplash. And I was like, well, 
I emailed her back and I said, well, you know Unsplash is free and you don't need to pay me and there's no obligation to pay me and I'm not going to give you a price because there's no, you don't, that's not the point of the site, right? <laughs> and so she said, okay. I said, well, if, if you want, if you, if your people feel like they really want to pay, because she said, well, you know, we really just like to pay for what we, what we use. I said, okay, if you really have to pay, Here's my PayPal. I don't care what you give me. Here, here it is, right? So this had been a few months before. This had probably been in October. And what, Valentine's is in February? So this was like back in October. So I get an email saying, hey, we decided to go with your picture, and so we've sent a payment to your PayPal. And I was like, what? What is happening right now? They sent me, I think, just like $300, which is not a, a ton, but you know, that's enough to go and spend somewhere and eat and just hang out. And so that was incredible because it had happened. It had started in October, but it hadn't come through. And I thought, well, you know, they didn't use my photo because it had taken four or five months. I was like, well, well, it doesn't matter. And so that just popped up. The Lord can use anything, guys. He can use anything. Uh, I'll just give you another example. Um, we don't have like a traditional insurance company, so we we use a uh, Christian sharing program. So when we were um, pregnant with McKenna, um, we had to you have to pay up front, and then they pay you back. So like Christians from all over the U.S. will send you money to help pay you back, and you you send your money to other Christians as well. So we were doing that. And they, they didn't say they weren't going to pay, but they just said, hey, normally, because we're using a birth center, normally um, it was something like, I'm trying to remember exactly how they said it. We want to see, wait till after the birth so that you can see if you get any discounts or whatever, because sometimes hospitals do that. And I said, well, this is a birth center. It's very different. This is what it is. <laughs> but they didn't care. They were just like, it's fine. We'll, we'll pay you back later. Uh, and they have a, a lot of people needing, having needs at that time as well. So it was just a, a harder time. So I was like, okay, well, Lord, I think it was like seventeen or $1,800 that we needed. I said, well, Lord... <laughs> We need this money because we have to have a baby and it's coming whether we like it or not. So I guess we're just going to believe, you know, believe you that you said that you're going to provide for us, that you're going to supply all our needs that we need. Um, and we believe that we're doing what you've asked us to do. And, just, you know, you've, you're leading us this way. And so I think two weeks later, we went to get our taxes done. This isn't like October. We had an extension. Okay. Don't, don't judge me. I'm late sometimes. Uh, <laughs> so two weeks later, we went to get our taxes done. And for the first time in several years, we actually got a tax return that was about $1,600. That almost paid for all of that. So the Lord can use anything. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, like, it can be random people who want to pay you for random work that you've done that you've given for free, right? It can be tax returns. It can be checks in the mail. It can be church people. Whatever it is, the Lord is, it's nothing's too hard for him. Nothing's too big for him. So don't, don't, don't live below your privilege to not bring things to God because you all have a privilege He's given you promises and to not use them and to not utilize them in our covenant 
it's crazy. <laughs> and not the good kind of crazy. All right? So the last thing I want to talk to you today about, well, there's a couple. Okay, I'm going to go fast, I promise. Lord, help me. So today, I want to give you permission to dream. We're talking about, this is the first of the year. You know, everybody's like vision, dreaming, New Year's resolutions. What do you want life to look at? I want, I want to give you permission to dream. As I was listening to another sermon, um, he, this guy, he started talking about imagination. And I never really had thought about imagination like, as a tool from the Lord. Imagination is so interesting, right? We think of imagination as for like kids, right? But like we're supposed to have childlike faith, so uh, let's just like, that's kind of funny, right? That kind of pairs together. As adults, do we use our imagination? We should, oh, we worry. We use it in the, in the wrong, in the negative way. We worry. But I thought, you know, like the Lord has a purpose for everything. And I, I thought about imagination in a whole new way. Because it's not just for kids just to have fun, right? But imagination is an amazing tool from the Lord. Amen. Because when you're imagining, <laughs> when you're using your imagination, you can visualize what you've already received. You can be sitting at the exact opposite of what you need or what you want and close your eyes and you can see yourself receiving what you need. You could be in a cast or a wheelchair or you could be in a hospital bed and you could close your eyes and you could imagine yourself running, walking, breathing easily. It's incredible. And you could you could sit and you could see your family restored. You could see you them laughing around the Christmas table. Isn't that incredible? Just the amazing tool and gift that imagination is. Vision is not something that you see with your eyes open, but what you see with your eyes closed. And so I just want to put that out there because I thought it was such an incredible tool to use your faith with, to pair with your faith. Because your mind and your words are so powerful the Lord is so good. I feel like the enemy would really have us think that we're just nothing. But we're made in the image of God. And we're his people, his kids, his children, sons and daughters. And so as we continue to build in our baby faith, let's imagine some things. Let's, vi- let's use our vision. Let's write it down. Let's use our faith for those things that we need, we want, whether it's monetary, whether it's family, whether it's healing, whether it's circumstances, jobs, whatever it is that you need, let's use our vision and our imagination. Let's put it, write it down, make it plain, and let's imagine and envision it being the way that the Lord wants it to be We could ask him, too. We need to ask him what he wants it to be, right? All right, let's go right back to Mark, and then we're going to be done, I promise. But when you're praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive you your sins, too. 
So whenever he said, have faith in God, like I tell you, you can pray for anything. But when you're praying, you have to first forgive. And if we don't do that, then we're disqualified. We're not even able to walk in faith, baby faith, because we won't let those people go. Yes, you have right to be angry, to be frustrated, to be hurt by people, but you will forfeit the blessing of God and the promises of God if you hold on to that. It's going to be poison to yourself. It's going to be drinking poison. It's going to be trying to... Drinking poison and thinking it's going to hurt someone else is basically what it is. And you're going to forfeit what God has for you for the rest of your life, your purpose. And so you have to let people go and don't let others stop what God is going to do in your life. (laughs) This is what we always say around my house, that you're a powerful person. I can't make you feel any way. (laughs) And so you have to choose to be powerful and let those people go. Because that is where you're going to be able to use your baby faith and you're not going to forfeit all those things that God has for you in your life. So I want faith to arise in your life. And so you know how faith comes. Anybody know? That's right. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I want you to do one simple thing this week is just read your Bible for at least 15 minutes every day. That's baby, right? I'm not asking you to read for two hours or four hours or six hours. I'm just asking you to sit down, to read for 15 minutes every day so that we can begin to shift our minds, so we can begin to shift our mindset so that we can build faith and let faith arise for us to have baby faith and for us to consistently have baby faith that eventually turns into Crazy faith where we see the Lord do incredible, huge things in our life, which even the small things are huge to me. Um, I want to leave you with one verse. Ephesians 3.20. Write it down. Because just this is the first, first Sunday of 2021. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. So even the baby faith things that you are asking, that you're thinking about, that you're you're worried about, that you're wanting, he knows and he exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. He's so good. He's so good. So, so good. So we just want, I just want you to start baby faith. Read your Bible this week. It's just a, just a, read it every day. I'm going to try to get on social media and, and help you this week. So if you need some help, if you need to know where to start, if you are not sure where to go. (laughs) I'm going to try to hop on Facebook, Instagram, and just give you a little um, nudge in the right direction for reading your Bible this week. Just 15 minutes. It just starts with baby faith. Just starts little. 
with that childlike faith standing and trusting that what the Lord said he's going to do or he's already done it and that we're going to receive it by faith. So we thank you, God. You guys can stand with me. We thank you, Lord, for this Sunday. We thank you for this time that we've had together. We thank you that you are... Faith is arising in each of us. Right now, I just want you guys to visualize what it is that you need right now from the Lord. And that could even be something like emotional. You could just need love. (laughs) And just imagine Jesus wrapping his arms around you. Imagine your circumstance changing. Imagine that child or brother or sister coming back to the Lord. Imagine your body being healed and whole. I just want you to imagine that for a few seconds. I just want you to talk to him. Just thank him for all that he's done and all that he's going to do because he's so good exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. So we just thank you, Lord Jesus, right now. I thank you, Jesus, for you're so good. Worthy is your name. Thank you, Jesus. Worthy is your name. You deserve all the praise and the glory and the honor. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 2020, just visualize this year. Just walking in faith. Standing strong. Standing in Him. That the news doesn't move you. That the politics doesn't move you. that we just stand in him. Jesus, we just thank you and we praise you. We praise you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for teaching us. We thank you, Father, that this week we're going to be reminded of this baby faith message and that we're going to continue to walk and grow in it. That we don't just leave it here in the door, in, in the church, when we walk out the door, but we just take it with us and we hold on to it. 
Father, we see miracles. We see things happen. We see that baby faith put into to practice. And we thank you, God, that the testimonies that we're going to come out, we'll see testimonies before the end of this week. No matter how small they are, Father, that you are moving. Even when I don't see it, you're working. And I trust in you. We trust in you and your word above all else. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. But when we're hearing other things, putting other things into our mind, into our ears constantly, we're going to have faith in those things. So just stay in his presence. Stay in the word. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for all of these people here. I thank you, God, that you give them vision, that you show them the good works that they were made for, the plans and the future that you have for them, no matter how old, how young. Thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness towards them. Thank you, Father, that you're going to come alive to each and every person here more than you ever have been before to them. Thank you, Father. There's going to be a partnership that we're going to walk together with you closer and closer this year, starting this week, starting this week off right. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. If anybody needs prayer today, we're going to have some prayer partners up here. Um,
Yeah.
If you haven't already been dismissed, you can be dismissed. (laughs) Uh, Go love God, love people, and lead well, and read your Bible. Amen.